1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets
2: now. 56% You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Joe Thomas, freshly minted Hall of Famer from the Browns, will join us coming up. Nick Wright from Fox Sports, big Chiefs fan, gets to take a victory lap on the program. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Say good morning. Those watching on Peacock, thank you. Our streaming partner, download the app, and our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the uh, nearly 400 cities around America that carry this program. Poll question in hour two. (laughs) What? The results for hour one are hilarious. Okay, give us the question. Let's see if we can guess the results. Who would I pay $250 million to first?
3: Uh, your options are Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Tua.
2: Okay. Tongue of Iloa. Okay. Well, I thought it was going to be top-heavy, where Lamar and Hurts were going to be up, and then Danny Dimes, and then uh, Tua would be down here. Bloop. There'd be a big separation between the two. Bloop. All right. Uh, I'm guessing Tua is last.
3: Tua is tied for last place. Okay. Okay.
2: With Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, they each have 0% no, of the vote. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow.
2: They don't have family members who listen to the show. Wow. <laughs> even not, family members realize. Not
3: even a Giants fan is like, eh, I'll just throw my guy a vote. 0% of the
2: vote. 0.0. All courses. Incomplete. Uh, I would say that uh, Jalen Hurts' recent see, bias is number one. That is 86% of the vote. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, followed by Lamar Jackson, and then the double zeros. Okay. I think that he proved himself, I think. But, you know, you're you're probably still going to get people, maybe within the organization, who will say to his agent, hey, look at what we surrounded you with. You got a great defense, although they didn't play Sunday. You have a great offensive line. You got a running game. You got wide receivers. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You got everything you need. Let's not ruin it by asking for the max." He's made a million dollars this year, and I'm guessing his ballpark is probably forty five million dollars. I would be curious about the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes if they say, Why don't we freshen up that contract? Maybe we distribute the money a little differently and make sure that we're able to keep this team in place. Because now Mahomes is I've got I got my money. Now what's left, the only thing left is where's my my place in history? And the only place, you know, the only way to ensure your place in history, is to ensure that you have a great team around you. You continue to have a great team around you, and if you can help that process, then maybe he does. Brady did it a few times, and if uh, you know you are Patrick Mahomes, they come to you and say, uh, "Can we redistribute the wealth there?" And see what he says. But I still think, and I said that at the beginning, they were going to get a bargain with Patrick Mahomes. And they certainly did. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Probably going to get the uh, Arizona Cardinals to name their head coach today. At least that's the expectation. The Colts have officially named the Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, as their new head coach. So no surprise there. That was expected during the Super Bowl. He was asked right after the Super Bowl, didn't want to answer. But Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Eagles may lose their defensive coordinator. Uh, I think he's on the short list yeah. with the Arizona Cardinals. But um, that's just some of the news here, the fallout, as uh, you know, we put a bow on the end of the season. Arizona will be the last team to uh, hire their head coach. Yes, Todd?
4: Is it Steichen 3 if it doesn't work out in Indianapolis? Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. If you're Jeff Saturday, the interim coach of the Colts, do you want to stay in the coaching business, either with the Colts or other, or do you go right back to the mothership and take your nice cushy
2: job? Well, who wants him? Like, why would a team go? You know, we saw we saw enough with the Colts. We're going to hire you. But maybe the let's say the Colts, you know, Jim Ursay obviously loves the guy. What have he said you, you could be our? I don't, I don't want him on the problem. Now, if the owner says I want him, that's different. But if I'm Shane Steichen. I don't want the coach who was just there who wants this job, even though I'm sure Jeff Saturday will be a great team player because he loves the Colts and uh, Jim Irsay, but mm, I don't think so. I would say if I'm Jeff Saturday, i probably go, uh, uh, how long's the drive to Bristol, Connecticut? I'll be back. I'll be back on, I'll see you on NFL Live, or uh, tell Greeny I'll be there for Get Up. All right, uh, so poll question for Hour 2. Seton O'Connor is?
3: We had another. I was going to go with the uh, Todd one that was more Valentine's Day themed. Mm. Unless you would rather go. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. It it seems timely and throw a toddler a bone. And once again, happy Valentine's Day to all of our loved ones. I got got about eight or nine, seven or eight hours to get it together here. Because you know what? After the Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover, and then you come home, and then all of a sudden I had, to de- I had to send all my love to my granddaughter. I just didn't have enough to spread around, and that's what I said to my wife this morning. It's like, "Hun, i I'm loved out. Loved out. I know. I am. <laughs> I don't know if that – good luck trying to say that to your significant other. I'm sorry I'm loved out. But, you know, I gave so much to my granddaughter. I just didn't have anything left over, hon. I barely have the energy to do the <laughs> show today. Oh, somehow it's terrible. I, somehow I'm gonna try to get through it. Maybe next year, honey. Huh?
4: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe next year. Yes, <laughs> Do you think like if you own a, a flower shop and you see some guy come in at five forty five yeah. PM oh, boy. and you're just like, I'm gonna soak this dude. You know, the guy who forgot everything went to work. He runs in in a suit and he's like, What do you got? What do, what roses do you have left? You, know, you just soak them.
2: Oh, I I think uh, we've been in that position before where it's like, uh, oh, my God, I got to get to. Uh, you know what? You can go to a uh, a supermarket and just grab some flowers there. I I've s- gotten uh, them at a
3: pharmacy before.
0: they <laughs> are like those real
3: crappy ones that are on the way out. And you're like, eh, it's like seven bucks, but better than nothing. Is it better than
2: nothing? It is. Whoa. It's definitely better. See, than I don't. Nothing. I don't know if it's better than nothing. Get some Nyquil, <laughs> Tums,
4: and some roses. Why?
2: I'm positive it's better than nothing. Nyquil and Tums.
4: What? what? You're at the pharmacy. You pick up some preparation H Nyquil, Tums. And <laughs> some You're roses? trying to knock someone out. For... Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, what? Are you... <laughs> pick up some ether and a rope. <laughs> yeah, like everything you just said is a red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything you just said is a red flag. What is wrong with you? I don't know. That doesn't sound very romantic. Yeah. Yes, Marv. As Preparation in, H. Zip ties in a bag? Yeah. Yes, yeah,
2: Marv.
5: Has your wife ever said, oh, so-and-so's husband just got them X, yeah. Y, and Z? Yeah. Uh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. But you getting this high five.
2: No, because I usually say. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and and more where that came from. And I usually
2: say,
3: you're yeah. you getting this high
2: five. But he needed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, did you hear what Tommy did for Sally? Yeah, well, I don't know what it is, but he he needed to do it. You yeah. know. He's in the doghouse. Of course he had to do that.
5: Look what's in their driveway. What did you get me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All righty. What's the poll? Are we going to do Fritzy's uh, Valentine's poll question? Definitely. All right. Okay. Most important thing to get
4: on Valentine's Day.
5: Flowers,
2: chocolates,
4: candy, dinner reservations, jewelry. It on. Ski mask. (laughs) Ski mask. Zip ties.
2: Yeah.
4: On an all-new date line.
2: Valentine's Day has gone awry. (laughs) (laughs) A little role-playing there.
5: It was a quiet afternoon in Glastonbury, <laughs> Connecticut. Or was
3: it? Shortly, <laughs> he couldn't commit the crime he just confessed to on radio. The
4: carnival was in town. Everybody was enjoying cotton candy. Why in the do you have week. to line your trunk before dinner?
5: <laughs> <sighs> coming up.
2: Oh, yeah. I always like that. You know, the whoosh, coming up. And then they give you some teas.
4: Yeah, come to think of it, he was kind of quiet sitting in the back of that classroom. I never thought he would do that. Yes, boy. I, I love on Dateline where they, you don't know whether the key figure has been in, is in jail or not, and they have him in like a sweater and jeans being yeah. interviewed, yeah. and then they show they pull out, and it's like he's in cell block H, and they gave him but sweater they, and
2: jeans. They frame it so it'd be from like the shoulders up. Yes. And you're like, what color shirt? Is
4: that like a prison light blue? What? Did, what did,
2: I can't really tell.
4: You pan down, he's got khakis and shackles.
1: <laughs> Fabulous.
3: Uh, and that's like, you know, like everybody always said, like Todd just said, like, yeah, he was just really quiet. He seemed like a nice guy. If it was the Todd one, they'd be like, well, you know, he was pretty pervy and often very inappropriate. Yeah, Very inappropriate with yeah, his commentary. Yeah, the loud ones, I, you got to watch out for
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you there know, isn't anybody who could be like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Exactly. That's what they're going to say. Oh, I, I saw this one coming with in that in plain guy. sight. Yeah. You see that notebook? What did you think he was going to do? Yeah, that notebook is creepy. It is. That is creepy. Yes,
5: yes, Mark. It's like the coach from the water boy who just had that green notebook, like what's in there? Yeah that's exactly Fritz, you gotta do something about
2: that., uh, let's see a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Nina in l a joins us on this program. Good morning, Nina.
0: Oh my gosh, good morning. I can't believe I got through this again, Patrick. shall so I uh, um oh Nina, five eleven uh one twenty nine. I love that ding. I, I, I live for that ding. I love it when people call in. Okay, so I have been listening to you guys since last spring, and I just came across your station, and it was during the Dodgers and the whole playoffs, and I'm like, these guys are great. I'm not a huge sports fan. These guys are great. And then the Danettes came at the end of the year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute that he has Danettes. And then I think you had, the like, the listing of who's the top Danette, and then, and then the Super Bowl came, and you had Brian Cranston on, and your whole week before Super Bowl, was so fantastic you are so funny you know every stat and not being a huge sports person it it makes me so happy to listen to you guys every morning i tune in every morning around six o'clock and i listen to you guys i love 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 the show the super bowl was wonderful and happy valentine's day to all of you guys to dan and Seton, and Seton was on the road and then (laughs) um i think mark's in there and tyler was so nice to answer the phone so thank you so much dan patrick
2: all right well nina Happy Valentine's Day to you, oh, great, great. and thank you for the phone call. She just gave you a dozen roses right there. Yes, she did. That was really and, nice of her. And I just returned the favor. All right, Nina. I'm going to give her two dozen. Nina. Happy. That's a, that's that's twelve dozen, Valentines. That's another dozen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> her words per minute ratio was fantastic. She yeah. was pretty yeah. quick. Eat it, Fritzy. Pretty yeah. quick. I was, I was impressed by that. Yeah. Seven twelve in the morning, too. That's some
3: energy. I like that. Yeah, let's I like
2: go. It. Let's get it. Let's like attack it. this day. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Michael in Fort Wayne. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind?
4: Oh, Dan, I've got uh, – I'm in a pickle. I need your help. Um, I've witnessed what I'm going to call the Valentine's Day Massacre this morning. And I know you've dealt with this in your small office setting as well. So I'm really needing some advice. I brought in a dozen donuts to my small office of around seven or eight people. I kid you not, within two minutes of them being on the, the, the break room table, two people had knives and were cutting all of the donuts into small little pieces so they could sample from each one. Oh. I got one donut, and the other 11 were all cut into pieces. What do I do, and can I prevent this from happening in the future?
2: Well, first of all, maybe we get more donuts there, but we do have a cereal cutter of donuts here in, in the man cave. And it, just to make Paulie mad, that we'll have people who do cut the donuts. Yes, Eden. So I'm not trying to start a conflict here
3: (laughs) or some type of issue that might
2: disrupt
3: the day, but but. I sort of agree with that as office place donut etiquette. I think cutting a donut into quarters is kind of the right thing to do, especially if it doesn't have any jelly or something on the inside. I think that's kind of the right thing to do.
4: Okay. Pauling? Well, I'd like to know from this gentleman, is he the boss? Is he management? Does Does he kind of run the office? Mike, are you the boss? No, I'm not the boss. I'm just a you know rank-and-file guy. But there was a jelly donut that got cut, too. Okay, mm.
2: yeah, you can't do that. You can't that's... do
4: that. Mike, oh. it, it, you brought in 12 donuts for eight people. Everyone gets at least one. Now, if you want to cut the last four, maybe, but that's the thing. He's, he brought in more donuts than people. Mm. They shouldn't be cut up. Like, a pizza comes in pre-cut. If the donuts were meant to be cut, they would have come in pre-cut. Yes, Todd.
5: If people are worried about their carbs or they're eating too much donut or they want to sample everything, then, you know, next time... You get the Dunkin' Munchkins. You get a bunch of the different little ones. They get the little donut holes, and that should uh, satisfy anyone's taste to try a few different flavors.
2: All right. I mean, Mike was just trying to do something nice today. Yeah. Now he's feeling terrible Unappreciated. It. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We knew it drove Paulie crazy. <laughs> and so Weeks, the cameraman, I said, yeah, just cut him up. man, and, But don't let him know you're cutting him up. And then all of a sudden, Paulie's like, can you, can you believe this? Somebody cut this up. And I go, Who did that? <laughs> who cut up the donuts?
4: Someone brought in a bag, a think a shirt. You wouldn't cut up the shirt so could have a strip of shirt. Sorry, <laughs> right, payback's coming. That's okay. <laughs> it's
2: okay. All right, uh, let's take a break. Joe Thomas going into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I love the story that I heard. Of how he found out that he was uh, he had been uh, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll talk to him coming up, and uh, more phone calls as well as we spread the love here today. Like this is, this is, this is the home of love right here today. Marv's handling the music. All love today, right? All love. This is the house of love. Okay.
3: It's all love.
2: Yeah, the house of love. All right, we'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick show. Guess where I'm going this weekend? Not Disney World. Yes, Paul. Full Sail? Full Sail University. Yes, I'm going down there. February 19th, going to meet with students, also meeting with prospective students, their parents, the campus of Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida, the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. It's been five years. Five years ago this month, we started. Welcomed our first students Proud to say we have over 100 graduates who are employed in the industry across the country. We want you, when you graduate, to get a job. Not an internship. We want you to get a job. And our faculty is second to none. I'll put our faculty up against any other university in America. You get a great chance to learn, and you get a great chance to learn from people who were in the business, are in the business so February 19th, if you're serious about getting into sportscasting, it'd be a great event to check out. Reserve your spot on the Behind the Scenes Tour. Go to fullsale.college slash danpatrickbts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. And... Watch the Orlando Magic go to double overtime versus the...
2: Heck yeah! Watch little Sacramento Kings basketball. Hell yeah, baby. Cigar, you know I love you, cigar. (laughs) Yeah. And I love you, Santa Clara basketball. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter (laughs) van. Unlock your potential so you can do your own thing. Be your own boss. Live out your own dreams. Capable, versatile, a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Help drive your ambitions as far as you want to take them. Joe Thomas, Cleveland Browns offensive lineman, eight-time All-Pro, ten-time Pro Pro Bowler, and now a Hall of Famer. We did it, Joe. Wait, are you a Hall of Fame elect or are you a Hall of Famer? How does that work since it's not a – Official yet?
6: That's true. I think I'm merely an elected Hall of Famer as of right now, and okay. it's not official till this summer. Do you have a jacket? Uh, just like a, a winter jacket, no, or like no, no. the gold jacket? No, no gold. they just fitted us. No, no, they fitted us for the gold jacket this weekend, and then we actually get the gold jacket at the gold jacket dinner, which is like the Friday before the Hall of Fame game this summer. Where are you right now? Uh, I am in Wisconsin at my farm, and I didn't know it was going to be video. But at the last minute, I had to put a real fire on in the back uh, because I heard you have a real fake fire. Yes,
2: I do. Uh, in your studio, can you have a real fake fire? That's what you have. No, it's a real just, fake fire. I think I just have a fake fire.
6: <laughs> no, it's very fake. Yours is real. Yours is <laughs> mine's real. Real. Yeah. Yours is real fake. <laughs>
2: okay, tell the story about how you found out and how your
6: wife kept it a surprise that you got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, makes me a little nervous how good my wife was at keeping a (laughs) surprise from me because I was sure that the announcement, whether you made it or not, was going to come close to the Super Bowl because they weren't going to tell us weeks in advance because, of course, in today's social media world, you'd think it would leak. But uh, sure enough, two weeks before NFL honors, there's a knock at my door. But we're all hanging out in the kitchen And it's right after school. And so I I hear a knock and I think that it's maybe just the neighbor kids coming over to play with my kids, which happens all the time. And um, so my kids, they bust around the corner, they go to the front door thinking that their friends are gonna be there. And they see Walter Jones in a big gold jacket taking up both door frames. (laughs) And I'm still sitting in the kitchen with my wife and I hear the kids like running back from the front door into the kitchen. Dad, there's a guy with a coat at the door. And then all of a sudden, my son, he's like jumping four feet in the air, like a Mexican jumping bean. He goes, Dad, we made it, dad. We made it! <laughs> and it we took made me it. a second because I was just so caught off guard in that moment. I was not expecting any announcement for at least another week. And so it took me a second. But then once I realized what happened, it was so awesome that first of all, my idol, Walter Jones, the guy I kind of emulated my own game after was the guy that was at the door doing the knock but for him to basically deliver the news to my son and then to be my son the be the one that delivers to me allows us to all share in that memory in that moment and I think that just made it as special as it possibly could have been
2: okay are you leaving out a slight detail
6: of what you were wearing or, <laughs> well, not, or not wearing yeah there were some details uh before the knock happened because my wife told me we were going to go out to dinner with the neighbors, uh, Friday night, no makes sense. And so I was just in my underwear just around the house, (laughs) but she knew at four o'clock the knock was going to happen. And so she's like, why don't you go upstairs and get ready? I'm like, well, we don't have to leave for dinner for like 30 minutes. It takes a man like five seconds to get ready. Like I, I can wait until another 20 or 30 minutes. She's like, Just go upstairs and put your pants on. I'm like, like, geez, lady, back off. And so, So I'm like, all right, fine. But, you know, like any good husband, I figured I should probably go listen. So I went upstairs and I did put pants on, at least for the official knock at the door. Okay,
2: why are you in your underwear all day? I mean, that's what you do when you're retired from the NFL, right? Why would
6: you put clothes on if you don't have to?
2: <laughs> I like that she's trying to get you to put your pants on because she knows there's going to be a knock at the door and you're going to be there in your underwear where yeah. Walter Jones is there to tell you
6: you're going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, very embarrassing for me had anybody seen me in my underwear. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank um, you. All right, a
2: couple of things here. Uh, the condition of the field in the Super Bowl. Would
6: you rather have grass or turf if you're playing? So I've always been a grass guy. Two reasons. One, it's easier on your body. But also, as an offensive lineman, we're the biggest, slowest guys on the field. They always say we're, we're the last bus stop on the roster. Like, if you can't make it as a lineman, your next step is going to coaching. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, there, there's no place to go to if you get slower or less athletic after being on the offensive line. And so when you play on a little bit of a slick field, it usually favors the guys that are a little bit less athletic, not as quick, because it kind of neutralizes some of that quickness and some of that speed. So personally, I like grass. I think it's better for the players and it's better for us slow guys. But certainly those receivers, those guys that rely on quick cuts, they rely on trying to create power like your pass rushers, those guys hate it sometimes because they can't get to some of the technique that usually makes them the great players that they are with their quickness and their power. How important
2: was that Kansas city offensive line?
6: They were awesome. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that things were going to come down to line play, but I thought it was going to favor the Eagles, right? I thought everybody looked at the chiefs and said, you know, their line's pretty good, but this Eagles defensive line is so good top to bottom. And especially looking at Andrew Wiley at right tackle, that was really a big mismatch going into this game with Hassan Reddick. But you got to give him a ton of credit because he played a fantastic game, one of his best games, especially after not playing all that well in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, it just it's embarrassing to have a field like that that did affect some plays, and it certainly affected, it felt like the Eagles more than the Kansas City Chiefs. How does that happen? How do we get to the Super Bowl and we play on a field where there's question marks about it?
6: Yeah, it's so crazy. I, I'm not exactly sure. I think maybe it has to do probably some nerd out there would tell you that, you know, because they grow the grass outside in a different environment. And then when you bring it inside, it changes like the humidity level and it makes the, a little bit of a dew line on top of uh, the grass. And mm. that's probably why it makes it a little bit slick. But I totally made that up. I have no idea.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you're a farmer, so it sounds like, you know, right. you're, uh, do you uh, have a working farm?
6: I do, yeah. We're actually starting to uh, sell some beef to local restaurants. We, we call it Six Springs Hall of Fame beef because it's better than prime. So you, you can't just get this anywhere, Dan. You can only get it at the, at the finest establishments uh-huh. uh, known to man. Yeah, so maybe a, I'll send some to you. It's not Pro Bowl beef. It's Hall it's of Fame beef. Not merely Pro Bowl beef. This is Hall of Fame. This is one step above Pro Bowl beef. Anybody can get Pro Bowl beef.
2: We're talking to Joe Thomas, the uh, newly elected Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame elect, I guess, until you have the official ceremony there. Uh, I, I was wondering about this. First ballot Hall of Famer. Would you be in favor of a different jacket color, any kind of designation that says you're a first team or first ballot Hall of Famer?
6: I'm not personally because I feel like the Hall of Fame team and the community is all one. It doesn't matter if you get in on the first ballot or the 20th ballot. Like, I I don't like differentiating between the groups. To me, I know there's been a lot of conversation about, hey, there should be a special wing for guys that are first ballot and make them feel extra special. But just being a Hall of Famer for me is what is special. And I don't think anything gets better than that. Great. There's an asterisk. Hey, he made it on his first ballot. That's cool. Trust me. I'm very proud of that. But at the same time, I don't feel like I should be an elitist with a different color jacket amongst the greats in the game.
2: Also, you went to 10 Pro Bowls. Now, that that met, meant something. It doesn't mean that now when you go to the Pro Bowl. right? That, and I'm wondering, okay. is there a way to salvage being named to the Pro Bowl where – just the first team, the guys who were initially announced as that Pro Bowl team, mm-hmm. that's it. Goes on your resume. Everybody else is sort of like, you know, you're a contributor to the Pro, you know, pro Bowl weekend or like the slam dunk yeah. contest or three-point shooting contest. They're not all-stars, but they're there for the weekend because I don't, I don't want the designation to go away because it, right. it does help guys' resumes.
6: Yeah, I would think that that should be an easy change, right? The last thing you want to do is just allow somebody who is maybe the eighth person voted to the Pro Bowl to be considered, hey, I made six Pro Bowls. Well, actually, you weren't elected to any Pro Bowls, but because of people backing out of things like that. Tyler Huntley threw two more touchdowns than I did. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think to be a Pro Bowler, you should be elected to the Pro Bowl. And, and, and then maybe you played in the Pro Bowl, but otherwise you're just watering down what it means to be a, a Pro Bowler if, you know, you're the seventh or eighth person that actually gets elected on the first ballot.
2: Uh, have we all done questioning Jalen Hurts?
6: I hope so. I've been a fan of him for a long time, and I think his game – is what the NFL game is going to, where you have a quarterback who's a great passer, but also can hurt you with their legs and can stretch the field sideline to sideline. It just puts defense in conflict constantly. And I think the only downside of those type of quarterbacks is you do see them get injured more because they take a lot more hits.
2: But also, you don't have to hold your block as long with someone like Jalen Hurts. I'm guessing.
6: Well, yeah, absolutely. But also the other thing that's really important is those defenders, they freeze for about a half a second or a second on almost every play because they don't know if it's a run or a pass because a lot of those RPO things, they're trying to figure out, hey, who's the person that they're putting in conflict? Who's the person that they're reading? And so it really slows the defensive and all the reads down.
2: Explain to me, Lane Johnson,
6: how is that not movement? He's a magician. (laughs) I used to do that type of stuff in my game. You're going to try to take care or take every advantage you possibly can to get ahead of the snap count, to do what you can to gain an edge because those dudes across from you are a lot faster than you are. Yeah, but it felt like he was getting away. Was he getting away with something? Mm -hmm. So you'd have to actually go back and watch the coach's tape to be able to watch right down the line of scrimmage and to slow it down when that ball starts to move. Because you can see, like, hey, he's moving first. But as long as that ball just starts to move when he moves, he's fine.
2: I'm watching it right here. Kelsey's not even snapping it yet. Just a split second. And Lane Johnson starts to go back to pass
6: protect. That's perfect. That's what I call perfection, <laughs> uh, <do you laughs> especially have, with no flag.
2: Do you have pants on today? Just want to make sure. Uh, I can't show you that. Okay. I, I can't reveal that information. <laughs> it's uh, congratulations, and I don't know if you say to your wife to refer to you as Hall of Famer, like how does HOF, the Hoff.
6: Yeah, I think I'm going to bring that up on Valentine's Day. Hey, by the way, honey, <laughs> from now on, you need to refer to me as Mr. Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, oh, and I, I forgot your, your Valentine's present. Congrats, Joe. Uh, thanks for thanks, joining man. us, buddy. My pleasure. That's uh, Joe
2: Thomas, Hall of Famer. Yeah, imagine that. You're sitting around in your underwear, and your wife's like, put pants on. He's probably going, okay, he's up here. Ah, come on, honey. <laughs> come on.
3: You know I don't wear pants around the
2: house. <laughs> I'm a Hall of Famer. I don't need to put... <laughs> hands on and then your idol Walter Jones is coming to the door and imagine your son goes there and, and Walter Jones is one of the larger men who have ever played in the NFL and he, he he's taking up the whole door frame and he's got a gold jacket there. How awesome is that? Yeah, Paul?
4: That is so real though. How many times you guys, your wife goes, hey, we got to get ready. We're going out soon. We're going out at six. It's 5.15. I could be ready in four minutes easily door to door. That's always a thing.
2: You, you push as long as you can. Yeah, I agree. Uh, A couple of phone calls here. Also, I was wondering this, and this isn't a knock on Joe Thomas, but Joe played, Joe was a great player for bad teams. Therefore, whenever you watch the Browns, they had to compliment somebody, and it was usually Joe Thomas. You know, that guy never allows a sack. He doesn't get called for holds, and they were always a bad team, and they would focus on Joe Thomas because who else are you going to highlight there with the Cleveland Browns? Deshaun Kaiser? Yeah, Paul.
4: Yeah, Joe Thomas played 07-17. His rookie year, they were 10-6. and 6. They never had a record of uh, more than seven wins, the Browns, when he was there. So he was a constant. And he was all pro his first nine seasons. Yeah,
2: when, when you're all pro, even if you're like five-time all pro, now we're talking about Hall of Fame. And I think Quentin Nelson is the future Hall of Famer. But I don't know how many times he's been an all pro. It might be every year. Yeah, Quentin Nelson came in all-pro as a
4: rookie, and he's gone four of five all-pros in his career.
2: And I go back to my uh, source, who's an NFL scout, who said the best player in the draft is the offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson. And I thought, well, he's not going number one overall. Good luck with that. And then they they plugged him in, and I thought, wow, Andrew Luck is in fine shape, and so is that running game. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu. Hi, Ryan, what's on your mind today?
1: Ah, Oh, Ah. Oh, Dan,
4: Uh, I'm a huge Joe Thomas fan. I've I've been a a Browns fan for 25 years, so I'm geeking out. If I could ask him a question, I would say, wait, look,
2: you know, Joe Thomas, like, Hall of Fame, (laughs) schoolyard." Oh, is he doing his Marvin oh he's doing his Marvin impersonation. Oh, that's a good one. Wow. That one. That one hurt. Like a little callback I, uh, there from Ryan. Okay, what do you have for him? You got uh, Valentine's Day names? Right. You got it. I okay. got a dozen just for you, Dan. Okay.
4: <laughs> NFL linebacker, Bill Romanticsky. A okay. couple of NBA ones here. <laughs> Lewis Altinder. Al Tinder.
3: Okay.
2: All right. Uh, okay. Wow. Wow. How about Demar? Dozen roses. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Demar. DeRosa. Soccer
4: legend. Soccer legend. Zinedine's a dinner date. <laughs> how, about, a how about? Hall of Famer Ken
2: Gifty Jr. <laughs> Gifty. Gifty instead of Griffin. Okay. Let a couple more. <laughs> Let's go with backroom guy. Tyler, the online data. Oh. He wishes. Yeah, I don't even think he is, but okay. Then
1: we
4: got New York Knicks coach, Tom Cupido. Speaking of Cupid, (laughs) you need your Tim Tebow and Arrow. All right.
2: Are you done? All right. Thank you, Ryan. Aloha. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. He did well. Going through a divorce, he's got a lot of time on his hands there. Coming up with some names. Uh, somebody wasn't appreciating the names there in the back row.
4: There a few good ones in there.
2: You didn't acknowledge anything.
4: I smirked.
2: Mm. I like Todd. Like sort of,
3: he sort of like rolls his eyes yeah. while begrudgingly being like, "Okay, yeah, that's."
2: I guess there's some hint of something clever there. Yeah. You <laughs> act like you were doing something. You were working on something.
5: I was too busy to follow along with the names.
2: No. Right. Uh, more phone calls coming up. <laughs> Not a lot of laughs out of Marvin there either. So. Yeah,
4: I liked it when he wasn't on the show for six months. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Maybe his wife took the comedic ability in the divorce. Whoa, oh, too soon!
3: Wow. That is too soon, wow.
4: Marvin. Way too wait, soon. Too, Why would you wow. say that? guys? Yeah,
2: that's Marvin. If that would be the case, then Fritzy would be divorced as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm seeing Darius Rucker on Friday, Fritzy. You are, and I'm gonna bring up again that I think when he goes to Fenway this summer, that that'd be a great time for you to go up and sing your two songs prior to his concert.
5: That would be insane.
2: Okay. But I'll bring it up to him. All right. We'll take a, take a break. Uh, we're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio radio app, at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app
6: hi this is jay glazer and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like hbo's ballers what you don't know is for my entire life i have lived in something i refer to as the gray depression anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay
4: glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words
2: Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call
4: 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Is this boys to men, Marv?
5: It is the Sammy Sosa of music. What? They had about 360 home run seasons.
2: That, that's fair. What a run. Aren't they coming back? Boys to men coming back on tour?
5: I saw them on tour maybe three months ago. Okay.
3: All right. I like in that song when the guy goes, I'm going to take, take my clothes off to who? <laughs> oh, okay. Just wasn't sure. You it was going to be me naked or now you're also going to? Okay. Got it. Got it.
2: Uh, <laughs> biggest sports story of the year was the Bills defensive back Demar Hamlin, who collapsed in the uh, game against Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, uh, we got to see it on national TV. Michael Strahan was uh, with Good Morning America that got him to sit down to do an interview, and they talked about a variety of things. You know what he was thinking, feeling. Uh, you know, kind of ran the gamut of things. But then all of a sudden, and Michael did a great job asking some of these questions. And, uh, you know, we're, I, we're all curious, like, how did this happen? Was there a precondition? Was there a heart attack? Was there, you know, what exactly happened to DeMar Hamlin? So here's the question from Michael Strahan and the answer from DeMar Hamlin. You're
5: 24, peak
2: physical condition, could
5: run circled around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, That's something I want to stay away from.
2: Okay. As soon as I hear that, now a lot of things are going through my mind. And if I was in that moment, I would have pushed him a little bit more on it, pressed him a little bit. Like, why, why evasive? Why can't you tell me? Now, I don't know if he wants, I'm sure he wants to play again. Does he want to make sure that the next team is not going to look at this interview and say, well, you told Michael Strahan this. Like, I'm not sure. I, I, I would want to know, what did the doctors tell you? He knows. He just doesn't want to tell Michael Strahan. Michael then has this question.
5: I know from my experience, the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you... Having your physical. Did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, Honestly, no. Um, I've always been a a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone Mm -hmm. athlete. Um, So it it was something that was just, that we're, we're still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was.
2: Okay. And and I'm you know I I have to respect privacy. Maybe he doesn't know, but if you sit down for the interview with Michael Strahan, you have to know that he's going to ask you this question, and there's that long pause where he doesn't want to answer it. I'm not sure why. Maybe we we find out. Maybe we don't. But we're all curious. How does that happen? You know, you you've seen where little leaguers get hit with a baseball in their heart and it stops their heart. I don't know if. He took a hit to his heart, and it stopped. Was there a pre-existing condition there? And that's what I was fascinated with. But he's not sharing whatever that is was. I don't know if there's a lawsuit, if there's legalities. I like I it, it sort of ran the gamut in my mind as I'm listening to this. I'm going wait, wait, what? I'm I was surprised that they didn't say. You know this is why. Or this is what happened. I think the bills are taking care of all of his medical expenses and honoring his contract. But I, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised. And that's his first sit down. But, I mean, he looks in great condition. Saw him at the Super Bowl. But you know, can he play football? Sounds like he wants to try. He's only twenty four. But uh you know i i applaud michael strahan for getting the interview and trying to get answers there but i'm i was just surprised that demar hamlin was not going to be a little bit more forthcoming for whatever reason yeah Paul.
4: and strahan's question was perfectly formed too he didn't say what happened to you cuz then it's him he's like what did the doctors tell you yeah. happened to you which is what everyone wants to know
2: yeah By the way, if you're just joining us, the Colts have officially named the Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their new head coach. That uh, was certainly making its rounds at the Super Bowl, and uh, we had gotten wind that uh, Steichen was going to be the next head coach, but there was not going to be any formal announcement until after the Super Bowl. So here we go. Now the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock, and they could be naming their head coach by the end of today. A couple more phone calls in there. Sean in Sacramento. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind today?
0: Aloha, Dan, oh. and my favorite Dan that's behind the boards. Um, so first of all, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Marvelous out there, getting a few people pregnant this morning with all those boys to men and R&B favorites he's playing, I gotta love that. But um, I just wanna call in today because I wanna a, send a super special shout out to the former Mrs. Ryan in Honolulu. Uh, unlike the former caller, Wow. I don't start off slow and finish fast, if you know what I mean. So, Sean in Sacramento is waiting for you, Miss Former Ryan in Honolulu. That's wow. all I got, Dan. Wow. Suck it wow. back, bro. Wow.
3: Dang, Sean. Wow. Too Sean. soon. Dang, Sean.
0: Wow.
2: Taking a shot at Ryan in Honolulu. Dang,
3: town. Sean. Wow.
6: Too soon, Dan. Thank <laughs> 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 <Yes.
2: laughs> Dang. More phone calls coming up. I'm sure what, are, what are we supposed to do here?
4: Uh, do we defend our boy? Um, or is, is Mrs. Uh, open for business?
2: Well, they're, they're getting a divorce. Yeah, getting. Yeah. I think he said he caught her cheating after 13 years. Yes, Marv.
5: She was already open for business while they were married.
2: Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to call a 20 second timeout here.
5: I think he gets ejected for that.
2: Well,. Fritzie of course is going to pile on Yeah, I too. got a quick hook for that. Yeah, yeah, you you don't care about Ryan and Honolulu. Hey, Marvin could be correct. I just don't know if we say those things. <laughs> <Too>
1: soon <Dan>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Walked in on the milkman.
2: Spread the love. And that's how he got into that trouble. Derek cheater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Now we're are we doing sports cheating names wow. on Valentine's Day? Wow. One more item as we close out hour two. We gave away the Sprinter van, but we can't stop talking about the Sprinter van. Mercedes, you're opening up more than just doors when you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You're actually unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing, be your own boss steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road, and you can take on any goal you set and follow those passions. Reawaken the spirit of adventure. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live and work and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they take you. There's uh, 16 body types, your choice of gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, and now available in all-wheel drive. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions wherever they may take you so now's the time discover what it is that moves you the most and don't wait unlock your potential inside a mercedes-benz sprinter at bed 365
1: we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field